Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good evening, everybody. We're glad you're with us. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, more sectional championship high school football discussion. The man with the uh, scores. You've been waiting for them. The wait is over. You'll find out who's playing whom next week. Here's Network Indiana's Brendan King. All right, Coach. Thanks so much. It is 11 o'clock Eastern time, and as of right now, we have all scores in and all regional matchups set for next week in the IHSAA Football State Tournament. Let's get to it. Top to bottom, Class 1A. Here we go. North Judson shuts out Culver 54 to nothing. North Judson meets Park Tudor next week in regional. Park Tudor 49, Traders Point Christian 20. It was Carroll Flora over West Central 47 to 6. Carroll Flora's next opponent. Adams Central 41-13. Adams Central defeats Northfield. Adams Central went to the state championship a year ago. The most points of anybody tonight, it belongs to Sheridan, who puts 75 on Hagerstown, wins it 75-36. Sheridan versus North Decatur in regional. North Decatur 56. Knightstown 6. Lutheran shuts out Covenant Christian 56-0. Lutheran won a state champs from last year. They're red hot. Their next opponent, Providence, who beat Tecumseh 21-7. Up to Class 2A, Andrean, state champs a year ago. 56-13 W against Bremen. They'll match up with Lafayette Central Catholic, who beat Rochester 24-8. Fort Wayne Lures topped Eastside 35-21. Next up, Fort Wayne Lures versus Bluffton. Bluffton 42, Eastbrook 35, Bluffton's first sectional championship since 1988. Linton Stockton 33, Sullivan 24, Linton Stockton versus LaPel in regional. LaPel, a penny win over Heritage Christian, 21 to 20. Low scoring game between Triton Central and Cecina, a battle. Triton Central walks away with a 10-7 victory. They will meet Evansville Modern Day, 35-0 winners over North Posey. In Class 3A, West Lafayette blasts Hanover Central, 44-17. Their regional opponent is Knox, who defeats Jimtown, 42-21. This might be the game of the night. Yorktown, 42. Norwell, 41. Back and forth it went. Yorktown wins. They'll meet Chittard, who beat Garen Catholic, 49-13. Monrovia 19, Danville 14. Monrovia moves on to battle Owen Valley, who crushed Pike Central 56-9. Lawrenceburg 33, Batesville 7. The last regional in 3A is Lawrenceburg versus Southridge, who beat Heritage Hills 42-14. To Class 4A we go. New Prairie, red hot, beating Hobart 49-28. Northridge gets by Northwood 34-17. Northridge went to a state title a year ago. In overtime, Columbia City 27, Leo 21. Columbia City against Kokomo, who defeated Mississippi 44-13. Ron Colley by a touchdown over Brebuff 20. 21-14, Ron Colley versus New Pal, New Pal 43, Connorsville 13. It was East Central shutting out Martinsville 47-0, Evansville Memorial 33, Boonville 14, East Central, Evans Memorial next week. A minute to go up to Class 5A, Merrillville 52, Hammond Central 8. They'll meet Valpo 14-7 winners over Chesterton. 
Mishawaka beats Concord 38-17. It's the Cavemen against Fort Wayne Snyder over Fort Wayne North 25-21. Plainfield by a field goal over Decatur Central 13-10. Plainfield Whiteland next week. Whiteland a whitewash of Franklin 24-0. Bloomington South 28. Bloomington North 7. It's Bloomington South versus Castle. Castle winners against Evansville North 28-18. Lastly in Class 6A, Lafayette Jeff moves on. A 38-28 win over Crown point their next opponent carol fort wayne who beat warsaw 34 17 hsc 35 fishers 13 against westfield next week westfield over noblesville 42 41 brownsburg 56 avon 21 they get cathedral winners over lawrence central 33 13 warren central 43 perry meridian 7 they meet center grove over columbus north 49 14 welcome back everybody this is indiana sports talk brought to you by indiana donor network sectional action tonight Merrillville wins their sectional 42-8 over Hanover Central. Brad Cease joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations on the championship. Thanks. We appreciate it. Um, you know, we've uh, had a nice little run here. It was our fourth straight sectional championship. Uh, really happy for the kids and all the coaches. Uh, put a lot of hard work in. You're being modest. Uh, that's that's more than just a nice little run, Coach. <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive, knowing the people you have to play night in and night out. Uh, you should be – I know you're enormously proud of them, but, you know, it, I think it, it speaks to system. It speaks to character. It speaks to a lot of things. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've had strong senior classes the last few years and, uh, you know, just, just hoping that, that all the young guys – you know, kind of build off of uh, the success of the older guys and, and just kind of keep it going. And uh, we've fortunately been able to do that. Um, you know, obviously new faces and new names, but, uh, um, you know, just, just proud of the guys for, uh, you know, we, it hasn't been the same this year as, as it's been maybe the last couple of years. We've had a couple couple stumbles and, uh, you know, we've kind of fought back up and, 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 and played better and, and kind of learned from mistakes. So just happy for our guys to continue and move on. Well, defensively, you had to be enormously proud of the game plan and the execution limiting Hanover Central to one score tonight. Yeah, we uh, um, they, they they run an offense that's a little uh, different than, than than what we see on a, on a regular base, kind of a single wing type of thing, and uh, uh, you know did a good job of uh, lining up correctly and, and tackling well. Uh, Forced a couple turnovers. Uh, we were able to block a punt and score a, t- a touchdown there as well. So, uh, you know, all three phases, uh, you know, contributed to, to us having a, good, a big win tonight. Yeah, that's a perfect kind of night where all three of them just do what they're supposed to do. Sets up a matchup with your pals at Valparaiso. Should be a great one next week. Yeah, definitely. A uh, lot of respect for, uh, for what those guys have uh have really built over there over the last, you know, seven or eight years. Uh, you know, they've, they've done a really good job, and, you know, they've, they've got good players, good coaches, and uh, uh, be the first time that we've gone and played them in the regional ever, you know, so a DAC matchup in the regional, um, you know, against them. So we're uh, we're definitely looking forward to it. We know it's going to be a challenge. Got to go on the road again, but, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. He's Brad Cease. He's the head coach at Merrillville. They win sectional number nine, 42 to eight over Hanover Central, taking on Valparaiso for the regional championship next week. Coach, thanks for the call. Good luck next week. Thank you. Appreciate it.
You're welcome. Thank you. Sectional 23, uh, maybe I can't read correctly. Sectional 20, uh, yeah, well, sectionals won by Plainfield tonight. Quakers over Decatur Central at sectional 23. 13-10 the final in that one. A very happy Brian Woodard joins us. Coach, congratulations on the win tonight. Oh, Coach Lovell, thank you so much. Uh, great being on here with you. Um, you know, it's uh, don't know what to say, man. It's uh, it's it's pretty awesome. You know, our last one was uh, <laughs> it was it was right. in, it was in, it was in two thousand, and um, you know, I told uh, you know I told a group of about three or four hundred people out on the field at the at the end of the end of the game tonight. They asked you, know, hey, what what do you got to say about? It? I was like, I, I don't know. I thought this was something that just got to happen for other programs and other coaches and other staffs, and I'm just. Uh, so humbled and uh, just so grateful to have the opportunity to, to get to do what I do and do it with the men that I do it with and get to coach the kids that I coach. Was it a, a score at the end, or how do you eventually win it? Yeah, yeah. well, it's uh, – you know, we give up, give up 10 points in the first quarter, and uh, we managed uh, – Grant Irwin has a pick six and gets a, gets a score for us, and uh, – Kind of just never really got out of her own way until until late and uh, fourth down um, Hunter Newell to Noah Hessong and uh, that was uh, that was the play that, that wins it. Um, very uh, we kept uh, kept the good good folks of Plainfield entertained all night long. It was uh, quite a game. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, it's a great game. Congratulations! I think it's it's enormously. Uh, enormously satisfying to see you guys win, uh, especially in, in your final season. I can't imagine the emotion everybody's going through right now. Yeah, it's, um, I, like I said, I just, you know, it was just such a great, a great thing for our program. I really think that, that this is one of those kind of tipping point things that happens for a program that really takes it, you know, and maybe gets over and, and, and overcomes some of the challenges that right. we've had. It, it's uh, definitely emotional for myself and my family. Um, it's it much, much deserved for our school and our players and, and everybody that cares about playing field football. Brian Woodard, congratulations. Plainfield 13-10 winners over Decatur Central and Sectional 23. Good luck next week. Thanks, Coach Lovell. Hail to the varsity. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Well, we rolled through every single score and every single regional matchup at the top of the hour just to pinpoint a couple really big ones. A couple that stick out in Class 6A, of course, is the consistency we've seen from Brownsburg this year and their talented quarterback, Jaden Whitaker, but he'll be tested like no other when they match up with Cathedral next week. Brownsburg 56, Avon 21, Cathedral a 20-piece against Lawrence Central 33-13. And then take a look at HSC and Westfield. HSC is 11-0. Westfield is red hot. The Rocks were 3-3 after six weeks of play. And that's going to be a spectacular ball game. But do not forget about what you see in the top left corner of Class 6A. Lafayette Jeff and Carroll Fort Wayne, that will be a true battle. And then the bottom right corner, Warren Central and Center Grove. I mean, that's just a good old-fashioned heavyweight 12-round bout. 
How about Class 1A? Both teams that went to the state championship last year are still around. That's the same for Class 2A, but specifically in Class A. Adams Central, they roast Northfield 41-13, and then Luther at a 56-0 shutout of Covet Christian, the state championship in Class a, just a couple of years ago, and Lutheran rolled through him 56 zips. So, Adams Central and Lutheran, it very well could be a rematch. Same case for Class 2A, Andrea, no problem with Bremen, 56-13. The bottom right corner, Modern Day, also had a shutout. It's really impressive to shut somebody out in the sectional championship, 35 nothing over North Posey. We'll continue to break down sectional championship Friday here on IST. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Just ahead of Kurt Tippmann and Eric Moore, let's talk to Mike Scavara. Evansville Memorial and Boonville in sectional 24. Memorial wins this one 23-14. Mike, thanks for the call. Impressive win for Memorial tonight. Certainly. Uh, John Hurley's certainly got it uh, going well. That's his uh, uh, 12th time in a sectional championship game in 9-3. Uh, and three. Uh, as uh, they go 10 nothing up at half as Porter Road had a touchdown run and Pete Barrett had a, uh, a field goal and uh, Memorial stops Boonville on the last play of the first half uh, near the goal line and an interception uh, by Jackson Draper. And then uh, Memorial blew it open on the first play of the second half. Uh, the quarterback for Memorial, uh, uh, Matthew Fisher, threw a 73-yard touchdown pass to uh, Caleb Elsbrun made it uh, 17 nothing. Well, it's a good win. It's an impressive win. That's uh, you know, a Boonville team has been playing great football, but John's team's playing very well right now. Yeah, Darren Ward's ball club, they were looking for the first sectional championship since 2004, and they uh, eliminated undefeated uh, rights last week. So, uh, uh, you know, there was no quit. Clay Connor, their uh, all-everything quarterback, he, he got a touchdown, cut it down to uh, a 10-point uh, lead again. But then uh, Barrett uh, got another field goal, and uh, uh, Rode got a second touchdown. He got 29 carries, 119 yards, and Fisher ended up 10 of 15 for uh, a touchdown and 215. And, of course, uh, uh, two takeaways uh, by Memorial uh, kept uh, Boonville uh, out of the end zone as uh, uh, Memorial will uh, get another rematch in the regional, Bob, next week as um, East Central uh, will come a-calling to Enloe Field mm -hmm. in Evansville uh, next weekend. Mike Scavar from Indiana SRN on the call of sectional 24. It goes to Evansville Memorial, 33-14 winners over Boonville. Mike, thanks for the call. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds great, Bob. Thanks. Sectional 12, the champs are uh, Fort Wayne Snyder. Snyder over Fort Wayne North, 25-21. Snyder's Kurt Tippman joins me. Coach, congratulations on a hard-fought win tonight. Thanks, Bob. Good to be with you. And it was a hard-fought win. I, I think we had pretty tough sectional. You know, three teams in the top ten when the draw came out. And, you know, right. tonight, North, Northside is really, really talented, really, really good, and, you know, fought till the very end. And, you know, we made some plays at the end to come away with a victory and, you know, proud of our guys and hard-fought, well-earned championship. Well, you guys have been locking people up defensively, so this Fort Wayne Northside team must must be pretty good. Well, how about this? They had a 2,000-yard rusher, a 2,000-yard thrower, <laughs> and a receiver that, you know, is a national recruit that has 70-plus catches. So 
hard to defend when you have to um, defend those three areas. <laughs> right. And, I mean, they, they, they put the, the stress on your defense. And, you know, they moved the ball well in, in the first half. I, what we didn't do was give up easy scores. We made them drive the field. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, ended up in the second half, had two goal line stands, uh, stopped them on fourth and one on the two-yard line. Um, and then uh, had another uh, fourth down in the fourth quarter that we, we stopped them on a fourth and one, not on the goal line, but in the middle of the field. And two huge plays by the defense. And then, you know, in the fourth quarter, um, we, we, like I said, we stopped them on the two-yard line and then had a 98-yard offensive drive to wow. go ahead. So, That's why you, you win know, championships. Great job. Yeah, <laughs> great job by our, our kids. Great job by your kids. There's no question at all. Tonight, sectional number 12 goes to Snyder. They are uh, 25-21 winners over four in Northside. Kurt Tippman, thanks so much for the call. Good luck next week. Thanks, Bob. Eric Moore joins me, the head coach at Center Grove, the defending champs in 6A. Sectional 8 tonight. They are 49-14 winners over Columbus North. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Congratulations on the win. Thank you, Bob. Uh, Really proud of it. It's the 12th consecutive sectional win for our Trojans, which would be uh, three generations now of Trojans have won uh, all the sectional games. So really proud of that tradition that we've started. And uh, just it's just hard to win sectionals, and it's just, yeah. just a real tribute to our community, our school, and our and our players, and especially our coaches that work so hard uh, and take this so serious and stay focused for the sectional championships. You've kind of been the obviously the gold standard here the last three years or, or more, quite frankly, and you get everybody's best game. And clearly, when you're playing for a championship, uh, play is elevated. But Columbus North, a good, solid, physical football team, and your kids uh, were very impressive tonight. Yeah, Columbus North did a great job preparing for us. Uh, uh, they had a good season again. And our guys stayed focused throughout the whole bye week and then tough game last week with uh, Franklin Central and Jason West did a great job over there. And then, you know, we've we've been battling the injury bug really bad this year for the first time in about five or six years. I mean, as worst as I've ever seen a team. And we're starting to, you know, fight through that a little bit now, maybe get a couple guys back. We're not sure. But we stayed focused and just did what we had to do. We played good, good ground run game and, you know, good passing attack. Uh, you know, 150 yards rushing, 150 yards passing. So we're, we're we're really balanced for the first time ever. Even our super teams we've had the last couple of years haven't been as balanced as this team is. Uh, and our defense played better tonight. And we're just hoping to continue to get guys healthy and, and keep rolling here. You know, we forget this time of year. It's been a long year, and people are banged up. And, uh, you know, you have the quality depth that you need to, to survive something like this. Yeah, but surviving in advance is tough with uh, your backup guys, and uh, they played their hearts out. We need to get some our uh, main guys back. But a lot of those guys, like five or six of them aren't coming back. You know, we've lost them. We lost like maybe maybe the best running back in the state. We lost the eighth play of the first game of the season in Drew Wheat, and, you know, we've had to recover from that. So uh, kids have done a good job adjusting. We've had to move people around. You know, I'm not going to make hair and cry about it, but. They had right. to people around. They they played their spots, and some guys had to grow up. And we've played a lot more younger kids this year than I thought we'd ever have to play. So that's good for the future. 
It certainly is. So you're matched up with Warren Central next week. Tell me about that matchup. Yeah, you win a sectional championship and you get to play Warren again for the second time. <laughs> uh, it's happened probably 15 times, I think, since I've been here. It's just a great high school football game between two good football programs and, and kids that like to get after it. Uh, great to compete against Coach Kirshner again uh, at different schools. Um, you know, it's it's we get to play in Ray Skillman Stadium, you know, for another game. So that's always special. It's just a Center Grove Warren Central game. You can throw out all the stats. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Center Grove wins sectional number Eight tonight. They beat Columbus North 49 14, taking on Warren Central next week. Eric Moore, thank you so much for the call and uh, good luck next weekend. Thanks, Bob, and congratulations to all the men out there whose teams won sectional championships tonight. Go Trojans. Well said. Thanks, Coach. Frank Kielpakowski from the Regional Radio Sports Network joins us. He has the call of Valparaiso's 14-7 win over Chesterton. Frank, thanks for the call. What a game tonight. Yeah, Bob, it was quite a ball game. It was quite an interesting ball game. Uh, uh, the wind was really the main factor in, in the ball game tonight. Uh, a strong 20-mile-an-hour wind was really affecting both teams. And uh, Valpo took advantage right away, jumped out to a 14-0 lead. They uh, took advantage of the wind and uh, – forced to Chesterton uh, with some really good defense and got great field position. All night long, the Vikings uh, won the battle of field position, and uh, they capitalized on that with their strong running game. Uh, Justin Clark uh, running the football from his quarterback spot, and uh, Thomas Berta, who's filled in really nicely, a sophomore. Uh, there's Valpo's running back, uh, Travis Davis, has been out the last five weeks. He actually came back tonight, but uh, Berta is still the the main running back. He uh, went on a 42-yard touchdown run, and Valpo had a 14-yard lead. But the defense was the story of the night for the Valparaiso Vikings. They took over from that point once they got the lead. Uh, at halftime, Chesterton, Bob, had only mm-hmm. 39 yards of right. total offense on hey, 27 Frank? plays. Yeah. That's, uh, hey, hey, Frank. Uh, I think you, hey, can, Frank. you can do the math on that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, I need you to hang on through this scoreboard update, okay? Will do, Bob. All right, Frank Kielpakowski and I'll come back and talk more football on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We have rolled through 1A and 2A. 3A, West Lafayette over Hanover Central. That's a final 44-17. They match up with Knox next week. Knox winners over Jimtown, 42-21. Maybe the game of the night, Yorktown edges Norwell, 42-41. It's Yorktown versus Jatard a week from now. Jatard blasts Garen Catholic, 49-13. It's a win for Monrovia against Danville. Danville was hot. Jamie Comer did a heck of a job, but Monrovia was good enough to win 19-14. Their next opponent is Owen Valley, who defeats Pike Central in big fashion, 56-9. Lawrenceburg takes down Batesville, 33-7. Their next opponent, Southridge, who beats Heritage Hills, 42-14. Rolling the Class 4A, New Prairie, 49-28 winners against Hobart. It'll be Northridge matching up with them. Northridge, a 34-17 dub over Northwood. Remember, Northridge had that run to the state championship a year ago. The only overtime game of sectional championship Friday was Columbia 
Columbia City over Leo 27-21. Columbia City versus Kokomo a week from now. Kokomo 44, Mississippi 13. Ron Colley by a touchdown over Brebuff 21-14. That's after Ron Colley put up 69 points in their prior game. New Palestine, their next team they will take on. New Palestine beat Connorsville 43-13. Lastly, Evansville Memorial 33, Boonville 14. They get East Central, shuts out Martinsville. 47 nothing. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. Frank Kielpakowski from the Regional Radio Sports Network rejoins us. He has the call of uh, Valpo's 14-7 win over Chesterton in sectional uh, number uh, eight. So, uh, Frank, they'll match up with the, uh, the Valparaiso. We'll be taking on Merrillville next weekend. Tell me about that game. Well, Bob, uh, as you know, those – those two are longstanding Doolin Conference rivals. They're the right. last two Doolin teams standing since Crown Point got knocked off tonight. And uh, earlier this season, Maryville hammered Valpo 37-10 over at, at Maryville. But uh, next week will be at Viking Field where it will be a raucous crowd, I'm sure. Uh, it typically is over at, at Valparaiso. And Viking's playing really well right now. Their, their running game has been really strong, and their defense just lights out tonight. I think I don't think it's going to be 37 to 10 the next time around. And you know the way Valpo's playing, you know both offensively and defensively. Uh, and you look at Maryville's season, and uh, you look at the rest of Beck, the entire northern half of 5A right now looks wide open. You could you could put mm-hmm. all four teams in the half. You got Maryville, you got Valparaiso, you got a really strong Mishawaka team that's going to be playing Fort Wayne Snyder at home. And, you know, all four of those, any of those four teams could certainly represent the North in 5A. Uh, you could certainly make a really good case for it. Frank Kielpakowski, you're the best. I appreciate the call, Frank, and uh, have a great weekend. All right, thank you. You do the same, Bob. God bless you. Thanks so much. I talked to Dr. Lynn Clark earlier in the night talking about Notre Dame and Clemson, and here's that conversation. In case you didn't know, it's a huge game tomorrow. Clemson coming in to play Notre Dame. Massive game for both teams, quite frankly, with me to talk about it. The man himself, Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish Illustrated. Lynn, thank you so much for joining me. I know it's a, it's a literally a carnival-like atmosphere, and the anticipation of this game is palpable. Well, there's a lot of orange in South Bend right now coming up for this big game as the Fighting Irish coming to the game with a 5-3 and three record. Unbeaten Clemson at 8-0 has had an extra week to prepare for the Fighting Irish. And so a big game for not only Clemson to try to stay unbeaten to keep the longest win streak in college football going, but a chance for Notre Dame to really uh, put some uh, doubts into some people who have really thought this program has fallen off the face of the earth. So it's a big game for both programs, and it'll be an interesting game tomorrow night at Notre Dame Stadium that kicks off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's another one of those, as you point out, situations where the Irish have a team coming off a bye week, and um, and you can look at it different ways, but as a former coach, those kinds of things bother you. They do, but, you know, Notre Dame has beaten Clemson when they were a great program a couple of years ago on their home turf. Right, and, right. Uh, it, 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 but Marcus Freeman said in his press conference earlier this week, this is why players come to Notre Dame to play in games like this. We're not unfamiliar with this type of a ball game, but it really is a measuring stick for the program this year. 
The two biggest games on the schedule this year after the early season losses have been Syracuse and Clemson. So the mission accomplished last week against Clemson with that 41-24 to win. And, and, and now and that's preparing for Clemson, but it was Syracuse who really had Clemson on the ropes a couple of weeks ago. So Notre Dame right. looking at the tape thinking that, hey, we can compete with these guys. And, Bob, especially right now because Notre Dame has got uh, – the offensive line is playing great football. The running game is starting to be established. The defense is swarming like a pack of wolves. The special teams are outstanding. But right now the big question coming into the ball game is the type of game that quarterback Drew Pine will have and the wide receivers. And, and so that's the big questions. If Notre Dame has corrected some of those issues in terms of the passing game and the quarterback – Uh, during this past week, then I think you're going to be set for a heavyweight bout tomorrow night at Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah, and most heavyweight bouts in in football are are pretty much the same. you got to move the chains. you got to sustain things offensively, and you can't give up big plays. And I'm sure there are other things that concern – Coach Freeman and everybody else, but first and foremost, as you point out, you got to get some consistency in what you're doing offensively. You have to be consistent, and the other big thing, Bob, is not defeating yourself with mistakes or penalties. Last week, Notre Dame had 65 yards in penalties in the first half, and Syracuse didn't have any. And so I know this is part of the ball game is that, you know, control the controllables. Don't defeat yourselves. The other thing that Notre Dame needs to do defensively is they they have not been very good in the red zone. As you well know, DJ Uyagalele, a great quarterback for Clemson. He's got a great backup as well in Cade Klupnik. And then a great running back in Will Shipley. And this is a player that Notre Dame really wanted to have on their roster. He went to Clemson. And so they have all the offensive tools and the power to, to really blow Notre Dame out. So if Notre Dame just can keep it close, and if the fans can be that 12th man, I think you're going to see a great college football tonight at Notre Dame, tomorrow night at Notre Dame Stadium. And as Coach Marcus Freeman says, these are the games that Notre Dame lives for. Mm-hmm. Dr. Lynn Clark, Irish 101, joining us. Notre Dame hosting Clemson tomorrow night. You mentioned it, you know, eliminate your mistakes, penalties, turnovers, those kinds of things. But, again, when you have a a, a team like Clemson with the offense they have, you you do try to shorten the game. You you try to limit their possessions as I go back. you got to get something going. And what's encouraging is the way they've been able to run the football lately. Oh, Audric Estiman, Logan Diggs, accompanied by uh, Chris Tyree, it has really been the identity for the Notre Dame this year is that they can run the ball behind that great offensive line. But you also made a great point, Bob, of shortening the field, especially in the red zone. And Notre Dame's going to take some gambles mm-hmm. tomorrow. Sometimes, you know, you can't not ignore DJ Uyagalele, but if you concentrate too much on him, he's going to pick you apart. And so it's really going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see what kind of scheme defensive coordinator Al Golden has dialed up. But I can tell you that there is a lot of excitement coming out of that Syracuse win, and the defense is playing the best football all season long. And then you throw in a great linebacking core. You know, look for Jack Kaiser to be one of those guys that just might just come in and do something, either a pick six or right. come up with a big uh, takeaway. And that's something that Notre Dame has done in the past couple of games that they hadn't been able to do all season. Get that takeaway. And you talked about this being a heavyweight bout. I think there's a great line by Mike Tyson says, uh, who, who said, everybody has a game plan until you get punched in the face. And I think that's what Notre Dame <laughs> needs to do. Punch Clemson in the face early 
get them distracted, mm-hmm. disrupt it. I think this was where the, the fans could really help out, make it a very hostile environment for the opposition, and then do what you do best, control the clock by running the football and just wear down a very good Clemson team. Make a great point. And this is, we talk about getting good starts, how important they are. I think everyone understands it, but I think it's especially true in a game like this because I, I don't think if you're Notre Dame, you can ill afford to find yourself in a, an early deficit when you play a team of this caliber. Exactly. And the intangibles. I think another big thing is Notre Dame win, needs to win a coin toss, defer, and get that ball to start the third quarter. If you can right. do that, and get a lead, jump out early, and then get that ball in the second half and get a big drive, taking a lot of time off the clock in the third quarter. Now you've got Clemson on the ropes, and that's where your defense could come in and, and set the tone for the ball game by shutting them down, putting the ball back in the offensive hand, and another long drive, and now it's, it's Notre Dame's game. So I think that's really the strategy. Take advantage of any mental mistakes by Clemson, control the controllables, gamble when you need to, but more importantly, the human element and some of those intangibles like winning the coin toss. So what's the atmosphere like uh, around campus, in the community uh, tonight, you know, a night before a game? Is, is something legendary on that campus? Well, Notre Dame has always been an athletic program known as Giant Killers, as you well know, with Digger Phelps and the basketball team. This is why you you want to come to Notre Dame is to play in these type of games and to walk out with a victory. It will be a great moral victory for this team this year that started off a little bit rough. It's not where you start. It's where you finish. So right now, Notre Dame knows that they're not going to be in the college football playoff. So play for today. Execute on every play. Mm -hmm. Get better. Get into a bowl game. Have another nice recruiting year and then really gear up for next season and learn from the painful mistakes and the experiences of this year. Keep that in the back of your mind and know that you don't want to taste that again. He's Dr. Lynn Clark, Irish Illustrated. He's fantastic at what he does. Dr. Clark, I know you're going to be busy tomorrow night. We're going to try to check in with you from time to time. But, Lynn, I appreciate you taking time. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Putting a bow on sectional championship Friday. We gave you all the scores. We gave you all the matchups for next week. We will get you some regional champs coming up just about seven days from now. But last update on a Friday. Got to talk about what's coming up on your sports Saturday. First of all, college football in FBS play. Iowa at Purdue. The Boilers off their bye week last played two weekends back. Losing to Wisconsin 35 24. The Boilers are 5 and 3. Number 15 Penn State visits Indiana at 3:30. That will be nationally televised on ABC. The Hoosiers 3 and 5. The Nittany Lions are 6 and 2. Indiana losing five straight games. Their last win against Western Kentucky that was on September 17th. And in South Bend at 7:30, number 4 Clemson at Notre Dame. The Tigers 8 and 0. Notre Dame 5 and 3 receiving votes in the top 25 but not in there. Back-to-back wins for the Irish. They're also looking for back-to-back wins at home over Clemson. Remember, that was during peak COVID in 2020 when they beat Clemson. Trevor Lawrence could not play in that game, so DJ Uagale had to play as a freshman. Of course, the Irish will see him. He is much older now. The Indianapolis Colts, they're on the road taking on the New England Patriots 1 o'clock on Sunday. Sam Ellinger under center. He will not have his starting running back, Jonathan Taylor, 
out with an ankle injury. Naeem Hines traded to the Buffalo Bills, so you'll see plenty of Deion Jackson. Zach Moss was acquired from Buffalo. Will he make his Colts debut? Quiddy Pay will be back for Indianapolis as well. The Indiana Pacers, a 101-99 win over the Miami Heat. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King has been busy. He has been fantastic as usual. What a night. What a, you know, championships. Uh, and what a great job that you've done all night long, Brendan King. Congratulations. Thank you, Coach Lovell. Always great to be with you on a sectional championship Friday. And I'd like the record to show the 11 o'clock update. We got in every single score and every single regional matchup. So I don't know if you could, I don't know if you can nominate me for an Emmy or something, but I will, uh, I will take the cred. You know what? What's astonishing to me is is that uh, Indiana Sports Talk is legendary. I think everyone, I think everyone understands it. Uh, we started it 29 years ago, and we, to my knowledge, never been nominated for any kind of award, which I think that's is a crime. That's a crime. I think it's just it's astonishing to me. I don't do it. You know, I just I I. I they pay me to host the show, and I host the show. So <laughs> that's what I do. But um, you know, we've had a, a great number of, uh, of our personalities and shows be honored throughout the years. Uh, all Indiana Sports Talk does is just night after night after night <laughs> delivers the same thing for 29 years. And we, we thrive on nights like tonight because, yeah, you want to find out who's playing and well, who won? Tune in. We'll do that for you. There's some fun, fun games in there, as you pointed out. And we had obviously conversations with a great number of coaches. There's some tremendous storylines. I mean, um, great close games, as you pointed out. Um, regional, regional weekend. Oh man, oh man, I'm already excited about next week. For heaven's sakes. Me too, Coach. And look, November 25th and November 26th will be here before you know it at Lucas Oil Stadium. So cannot wait. I got my first taste of that last year, getting to do a state title game, and uh, that is a whole lot of fun, Coach. So uh, and plenty of action still left to play. You know, everyone knows I'm a basketball guy. I mean, we. I don't shy away from it. I made my living <laughs> in the first part of my adult my adult life as a as a college basketball coach. I did it for you know twenty one years for heaven's sakes, and then was you know given the opportunity to get into radio, and it's that's turned out okay. But uh, I love I love the state finals in football because you, you know you come it, it's on the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, they light the circle that weekend. Yeah. You either if you bring the family down, see a game, see a game or two games. Take your family out, enjoy what's going on in downtown Indianapolis. See the light the tree, so to speak, and it's a fantastic weekend for everybody. It is, Coach. And just by comparison, in Illinois, the state championships are played at the University of Illinois in Champaign at their stadium. And my right. high school, Lincoln Way right. East, we went to the state finals my senior year. I got to call it, which was cool. But look, Coach, not discounting what Illinois does because they also do a spectacular job. 
these kids get to play their state championships in an NFL right. top of the line, top quality stadium. And I think my favorite part of last year was walking around Lucas Oil. Like you're seeing these kids have the time of their lives. And I'm not talking about the football yeah. players. I'm talking about the students that take a Friday off that come to Indianapolis right. just to enjoy it, man. Like I, I, I had never seen anything like that. And I think that's so special. It is special, and that's uh, what makes us uniquely Hoosier is that nobody else does what we – when it comes to high school sports, nobody else does what we do. Nobody. No, I mean, not uh, at all. HSA Champions Network, which you and I have been a part of, uh, Indiana Sports Talk. There's no other – there's nothing like this show uh, in, in relative to high school and college sports in the country. Um, so, yeah, it's fun. All right, final break. You and I will come back and – finish it out brendan king coming up no he's done for the night except i'm gonna bother him for three or four more minutes we're back after this short break on indiana sports talk welcome back everybody this is indiana sports talk brought to you by indiana donor network brendan king brad huber fantastic job gentlemen Uh, i love working with both of you it's fun uh, you make my night. All right, Brendan King, Notre Dame, Clemson. Yeah. Tell me what's on your mind. Well, Coach, what's on my mind is Notre Dame's probably going to have to play a perfect football game tomorrow, but it has been done before, and as we talked about earlier, Notre Dame beat Clemson in 2020. It was peak COVID when the stadium at Notre Dame was half filled, but they still found a way to storm right. the field after they won right. that game, and uh, you know people were commenting on that, and that turned out to kind of be the story because that was like the first – field storm after covid regardless uh th- that was a different time because dj Uagale was a freshman uh trevor lawrence could not play in that game due to covid slash injury so notre right. dame kind of got a break that day remember ian book was still the starting quarterback so a lot has changed but i think coach right. what you talked about with len Cl- what you talked about with len clark earlier was notre dame's gonna have to have a big day from the running backs we'll see what they get from audrick Estime as well as logan diggs great job Great great job tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network checks in. Paul, thank you so much for the call. Did a little basketball tonight. Had some great football games. What a night of ball tonight. Oh, it was really neat, Coach. We had the Crossroads League and the CCAC Classic tonight. Goshen defeated Holy Cross 79-72. Unranked Bethel takes, goes at IU South Bend. And takes them to school tonight, Coach. 19th-ranked IUSB, beaten by 20 on their home floor. Big win for Steve Braben's uh, group, and uh, they come away with a win. They remain unbeaten 3-0 and on the season. The two Division One transfers who have moved into town uh, have really, really made a difference in this basketball team, and they're off to a rip-roaring 3-0 start. And uh, I tell you what, when you shoot 63% from three-point range, you are going to win a lot of games, as you well know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you will. What I th- I love the event. I love the fact that these conferences do it and play these kinds of games early. I think it's tremendous for the guys. You know, it really is. And, and, and you know as well as I do, this is only my third game that I've missed since 1979 doing high school football. For me to uh, take a step off and uh, be a part of this, uh, it was something I thought that was really – necessary i know that we're blessed to be able to broadcast both of the schools game or all three of their schools games but it was a big 20 point 20 point win tonight for bethel and 
as you look forward to the future, I mean, they've got teams like William Penn as well as Southeastern Florida College. They have uh, eight of their first 11 games are against teams ranked in the top 25. Wow. Uh, they're going to be formidable, and they're going to be a team that you're going to have to keep an eye on. I'm sure that the next time the NAI rankings are going to come out, they're going to be ranked pretty high. But Drew Lutz was special tonight. The youngster from Japan, uh, Shikara Tanaka, was amazing. And uh, the Pilots got great play off the bench and uh, come away with a big win tonight. And I know this is we're wrapping up the show, but it was a good win tonight for the Pilots. So we're looking forward to uh, talking some football tomorrow, Coach. He's the greatest, is Paul Condry. Thank you, Paul. Look forward to our conversation tomorrow night. Have a great night. Thanks, Coach. Great to be with you. Thanks so much for joining us on the legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.